Okay, here we go. Let's continue with uh, Thank you. Marvis Yeah. from Google Game. <laughs> Yeah, completely agree with that. I I got to learn about like uh, Christmas traditions in Catalonia. That was so fun. And also, like, got to double click on uh, like I don't know some really really rich framing that, um, that led me to to find some inquiries for myself to take away from the exercise. Thank you, Victor. I enjoyed sharing my topic around, um, it was first of all interesting not knowing which of my three headlines um, my companions were going to choose. And the the hot topic was around like um, uh, non-monogamist questions, marriage in the modern day, is it for me? <laughs> and it was, uh, it was really fun to receive like where the double clicks were and help me open up around like what are my, what are the things I'm, questioning what are my values around it and yeah actually it, it felt like just touching the surface and I would love to go deeper into that you know I'm really thinking about what does it mean in terms of how we form contracts with each other in a dyad relationship you know we talk a lot about crews and like have an organizations but in a way I see like marriage as another construct of a, of agreements and depth that has a very much more emotional, also a very deep emotional bond as well, and also legal implications. So yeah, just on all the different layers, I have lots of questions about that. Yeah, enjoyed a bit of time to open it up. Mm. It's always amazing for me to how this simple, even uh, sometimes even hard to explain because they're so simple games, and it's like. Uh, well, but uh, it might sound silly when we're giving the instructions, and then it's like super deep, like <laughs> inquiries. So enjoying that, yeah. Yeah, just kind of seconding that. Um, I often wonder with like spoken word communication. if I'm hearing what the other person is saying because of what individual words and concepts kind of mean or resonate with for me. And I almost wish that like every conversation was like Googleable. Um, and certainly in any deep spacious conversation, I certainly could say like, oh, what does that mean to you? Um, but having kind of the protocol and the structure that that is explicitly what we were going to be doing made it feel really good to me um, to pause and like the deep dive in that way. Yeah, having like the consent, right? Like to we're doing this together and it's it's okay in this space to take the time and, and practice this way of listening and being curious. So wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Hearing that it it, uh, it it makes me like curious to explore um something like this as uh as a norm that's uh, accessible 
know, within uh, within like certain kinds of um, like group relationships, especially like longer ongoing ones where it's where it's um, we're we're finding that that uh, that that clear understanding uh, like will help facilitate like future conversations and and allow ourselves to like know very well like what each other is talking about. Um, so often uh, in in meetings like it's uh, it's about getting to the place and then like okay okay I understand I understand but like uh, having that really deeper understanding is, is that's rich. I like that. Yeah, I can sense that um, we have, um, or or that's what I'm getting right now, a sense of all of us valuing like deeper connections. And um, yeah, I wonder sometimes in my own experience, which are, the spaces where sometimes it's it's you know um I don't want to say allowed but um yeah comfortable for everybody to go into that and um what are the the spaces where we're not going deep but have the potential to to be there right and uh, how we can bring that to our circles and um, relationships. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If I wasn't there, I'm kind of curious about um, where the topics more personal or were some um, topics around micro solidarity itself, or if you feel like sharing. I enjoyed hearing too about. Um, yeah, Jesse and Ewan's sort of community uh, experiments and creating spaces and agreements. I was curious if either of you want to share more about that. Um, sure, yeah. With the very short version is just I have this community space in Brooklyn and uh, we were talking about... Uh, how the vibe of the place has changed as people have like built it physically into various different forms um, and how it's difficult to at the beginning get everyone on the same page in a community space. Um, and my experience has been and from talking to other people who've done similar things they've said something similar which is that at the beginning you kind of need like a uh community benevolent dictator to like figure out where things are going to go at the beginning um and then it can sort of the responsibility can spread out a bit more later but going from like nothing to a little bit with full community decision making is pretty tough in my experience because 
uh, it takes too long and then the momentum gets lost. What was it like with your group, Jesse? Was it one person just started it or was it a group of people or yeah? Yeah, it was it was me, which makes me feel slightly weird about saying the benevolent dictator thing. Um, but uh yeah, I mean the other thing is like there's often risk of various sorts involved, um, whether financial or otherwise. Uh in my case legal, because I live here and it's technically a garage and we have concerts and like a bar that isn't supposed to exist and all sorts of things like that. Um, and uh, someone has to be like willing to assume those risks. And that's also harder as a group because everyone's sort of like acceptable level of risk is different. Um, and it's kind of easiest if someone just decides to take on all of it at the beginning, because Again, it's just too hard to get started otherwise, in my experience. Yeah, that, that resonates with me. And then in my situation, I I was the person to take on the risk. Um, but I don't think I was willing to take on the role of the benevolent dictator too much. Like so it's um so a lot of things have happened and are happening. And but there's also a lot of basic things that are not happening. Like people are are meeting and making decisions, but there's people, but nobody takes out the garbage or cleans or does like basic stuff to keep the place nice because it just doesn't seem to happen. So that's a so that's a tricky part because I I didn't want to take too much space as the sort landlord or the benevolent something or other. But then, um, yeah, and I think it might be a cop out for me because it's just the, it's also easier not to take up that role, not to be the bad guy or the yeah. So it's tricky. I'm not sure where it's gonna go, but I appreciate you sharing your your stuff, and it's even trickier if you actually live there. Or sometimes it might be easier. Actually, I think it might be easier if you live there. Um. Yeah, because yeah. then you're actually there. I'm I'm not actually there because I don't live there. So it's mm -hmm. easier when you're actually there. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much you can so much uh, that you can tolerate people making a mess if you actually live there. <laughs> yeah, I, it's you're sort of like there's a there's a dual role of uh, benevolent dictator and benevolent janitor that I think is kind of yeah. inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, I think also one thing that I. I've seen somewhere in some micro solidarity person's writing, I think, uh, is like making bragging a community value, not in like a shitty way, but in a like, mm -hmm. hey, I actually did do 47 different things this week. Like, here's mm -hmm. what they were. Because um, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff's invisible completely because no one's like thinking about it if you don't tell them. Yeah. Um, like, I've had a few things where I was like, I had way too much work to do and then also way too much stuff to do with this space and then like was also trying to keep up with our social media and like all this shit and then at some point i kind of just said to a friend of mine who was very involved like that sentence and he was kind of like oh i just like had no idea because like i'm not in your brain mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i'm happy to manage x y and z so that you're less stressed out and i was like oh okay mm. sick <laughs> mm -hmm.
I think that points to something really important about how do we make roles visible? Like there's so many mm. invisible roles that can happen when we're sort of emergently creating something. And eventually it's like things get taken for granted that, it, oh, that just seems to happen or that just seems to happen. And it's like, wait, does everybody actually agree with what we're doing? <laughs> like, yeah, does everyone agree that person's in power in that way? Or does everyone agree that, yeah, about how we're all contributing? Yeah. Mm. I yeah. was um, inspired by, oh, is it okay if I share one more thing? Yeah, yeah, please. I hosted three one-month-long residencies with three collaborators, um, including Carl Stayat, who's also peripherally in the Microsoft Solidarity Group. And one of the participants, um, Emma, she brought in from Frederick Leloux's work. There's a role system that they were using at the in Amsterdam at the School of, School for Change or something. Um, and it, she just put like all the roles that we were doing and all of our names on the on the board. So everyone had a name and the roles were on sticky notes and you could like move the roles around. And also if you were taking on something, you put a sticky note to show you were doing it. And just making it really visible was really revealed um, a lot to me about actually how much me and my three collaborators were holding. And the first week was a training week and then the rest of it was like embodying all the trainings we'd done on like interpersonal skills and community building. Um, and it was just nice to be like, ah, oh, I could let go of that role of like being the person who's documenting stuff, who wants to be documenting, who wants to be a photographer, who wants to be the person doing the um, the grocery list for everyone. Um, like just also helps to allocate a bit more responsibility in a very clear way and shows people where, it showed everyone where there are roles that could be taken up and where they might be useful and also recognize that they didn't have to hold on to it forever because they could just move the sticky note and let people know, oh, there's like, I don't want to take that anymore. And there was one box of like known voids for roles that were, were just really clear that no one was holding them, which was also really helpful. Um, yeah, it was really awesome. Maybe I can just find a little photo of it and put it in the chat box here in a moment. I love to hear that um, uh, without wanting to um, go into the strategy or you should be doing this or that, but there are so many resources that within the network we can share from experiences we had and like even just, you know, just like this simple game that uh, we uh, play today that's from authentic relating, then there is this other thing that other community try and can bring some, uh, at least the first steps for uh, what we're practicing in our own places. And then maybe our own group will reshape it into what's uh, beneficial, right? Um, but uh, as I was listening to you, um, something about uh, parenting came up for me. Like it felt like I, I could just like take it out of the context of the community and bring it into the context of the home and how to be a parent without being a dictator and then nothing gets done. And how do you, um, how do you encourage collaboration within the family and like the power of, yeah, I'm the responsible one and then, you know, the legal or I'm taking the risk of, uh, you know, keeping us safe or me and my partner or whatever configuration that is. And then the roles and the wanting to, to do it more um, 
in a in a more uh, fair and um yeah not in a dictatorship way so it was it was interesting to me to to bring that analogy of the parallel thanks for sharing that Joel. I've encountered around this like issue of roles, a funny <clears throat> sort of paradox is too strong a word, but thing to figure out, which is that it's also hard to tell who wants to take on more or less often. Um, and I'm reluctant to maybe too reluctant to ask people because I don't want them to yeah. then feel obligated in some way. Um, but also people often don't know that the roles exist or need filling if you don't ask and so i think this chart is a great or the the sticky note system is a great way around that too of like hey look they're all right there <laughs> like if you want more here it is there's plenty more without it feeling as pushy as it might like one-on-one -on -one. Something that come up a lot in my team because we do, I have a very small company, but it's not um, nominally not hierarchical. And so there's not like a boss saying, do this, do that. And so we actually do kind of like the organizational version of Malou's sticky note, um, where when somebody observes a role in action or um, that could potentially want to be a role that would be filled, um, we have a little template, a document, and, you know, it's like, what are the key activities, rights, responsibilities, like description of what the role does, all that. Um, and, and that's like above and beyond, like in a meeting, there will be a facilitator and a scribe and like that kind of thing. Um, and something that I see at play in how the roles get created and who is invited to step into roles and how the responsibilities rights of an individual role expand based on who's holding it um, or contract um, is just a really huge um, sort of imprint of structural and systemic inequity. Um, and that creates a complex question with the interpersonal question of you know, well, if no one wants to take out the garbage and I always take out the garbage, like, how is that fair? Why doesn't that person take out the garbage? You know, and that kind of dynamic in, is intertwined inexorably with, um, you know, kind of structural white supremacy. And so it's, it's an int very interesting. <laughs> I really appreciate it. when Sarah when you say that I'm like yeah how do we figure it out like how do we make it that 
that you know we can like neutralize the value of each role and like valorize the role of garbage taker out there but it's like it's I think it's not so simple hey it's like I think what I noticed is actually having conversations about it is what helps like to actually reveal like how are there how are you feeling in these roles and how are we actually valuing different roles and like what does it mean to be part of a community in terms of the effort and things get done and yeah making it clear like where we have certain um, where we weight value upon one thing more than another yeah there's no answer exactly I'm just sort of yeah curious about the value of of bringing things to the surface and then seeing what happens from there yeah more of a a gradual transformation rather than a quick fix of like let's try and readjust what we make it all mean or put extra points for people who do the toilet cleaning <laughs> yeah really good point I feel like uh, when you were sharing that, I feel like um, you're bringing up the value of surfacing and, and bringing into awareness what's actually happening more than wanting to find a solution, but start the conversation. So it's like a previous step of like, are we going to have a conversation about something that we don't even know that exists or are we first... Uh, or find a solution for a problem that not all of us are seeing, and then wait, bring up the and 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 inspired by maybe the collective intelligence and see what that brings for all of us. And I feel like it's related to the board that you should share because if one person is holding all the roles in their head, I mean it's really hard for the others to access what are those roles and to even be aware of those roles existence. And then if it's put visible, then it's it's brought to the collective awareness and, and we can start playing with um, being in touch with our capacity or are we um, willingness to step in or do more or ask for help and yeah. Yeah. I think it connects to what Victor was saying about creating this norm of like being able and what you were saying, Sarah, about like being able to have conversations regularly that you can actually go to the depth of things because that's where we discover what's the systemic underlying like fabric um, behind what meaning we're creating from our roles or power dynamics in it all. And like to be able to have those deeper conversations about what are we telling ourselves in relation to each other and what we're doing. Mm. One, well, oh, sorry, go ahead, Guy. No, no, go ahead. Uh, one idea around this that I have not implemented myself, but I think seems like a really good one is creating like <clears throat> regular explicit check-ins about these sorts of things where even if nothing, if no one has mentioned any problems at all, there's just like 20 minutes once a week for everyone to voice those sorts of things because bringing them up without being invited to first can feel pretty 
daunting um and also i think probably is harder to receive like from someone else if you're not expecting it but if you go into a like container of for this 20 minutes we'll be voicing our frustrations with each other uh space then it just gets a lot less fraught i think I really like that. Mm -hmm. mm. It's a ritual, kind of like something that you know it's there. And mm. well, I, I would like to. Sorry, I would like to bring into our collective awareness that um, we're uh, fifteen minutes from closing our time together. So, uh, invite us to share some last few thoughts. Mm. Thanks, Key. I just thought of a scenario which really hit home to me what we're talking about, and I thought maybe it helps to share. They're like getting things really concrete, and I'm still, I still, I learned so much from it. Um, which is when I was holding these residencies, we did have this, we had a rota of what chores everyone does as well in terms of household care because there was no one to take care of the house, only 20 people. So some people were cleaning toilets, some were doing um, shopping, some were washing, like cleaning the bathrooms, um, some were cooking. And there was one person who said, oh, I'm very happy to clean the toilets. Like, I feel some people were just like, very okay to do that. And, but halfway through the residency, she um, she started to get resentful of me having created the rotor system. Um, as rather than doing it out of joy, she started to do it out of resentment and eventually didn't want to do it anymore. And when they had a conversation about it, it turned out that she, she said, the thing is, Jocelyn, you created the rotor system. You're a leader here, but you haven't come to any of my sessions. You haven't gone to any of the other participant sessions either. You've only been presenting your sessions, and then you sort of disappear. It makes me feel like you don't care about the other participants. Um, and it was like, sadly, it's true. I hadn't gone to any of them, which partly is because I was just so exhausted <laughs> because we'd really over, like, overstepped our capacity to hold the group in some ways. But it really taught me how much it's like, not just about trying to give more value to the toilet making, toilet cleaning, but actually being like under discovering what's the relationship going on between people. Um, because she just wasn't feeling valued in the system. Like when people were feeling valued in the system, so much more willing to do it for everyone. And I just couldn't be more clear um, from that moment I'm learning uh, about that it's, yeah, it goes deeper than just valuing. Yeah, putting credit on roles and stuff. Yeah. I was glad she brought that to me, even though it was a bit humbling. <laughs> yeah. I've had some similar experiences to that in the I don't think they were as explicit as yours. Um, but of in the process of building this space that I have, I just sort of got really sucked into it and kind of never did anything that was anywhere else for like a year and a half. Um, and it definitely had some negative effects on friendships that I care about. And it took me a while to figure out that that's what was going on.
yeah. and hearing how um we we get so involved into our role too that um yeah just the value of people expressing um like in your case Jocelyn like um reaching out like I'm I'm so um I was thinking how how um what made that conversation happen because it can oh, it can have stayed like as a resentment and never and, and how valuable it is that you even to the present you bring that um the result or the learning from that with you. I'm not sure I'm being very clear, but <laughs> yeah. I just wondering how, how you surface those those conversations to happen. Yeah. 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 In that moment it was so clear there was a tension that I was just like, let's have a chat. <laughs> Um, also, we had a conflict transformation system set up with prototyping it. So I was working with that, like, is there attention? And the first step, self-connect. Second was, like, find someone to listen to you. And the third was have a direct dialogue. And it just escalated. And, like, if that didn't work, we'd have a mediator to join the conversation. If that didn't work, we'd go into group process. And so it was, it was good to have that framework that we'd all agreed on as a group. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm feeling full of questions and inspired <laughs> by all your sharings and um, yeah I would like to invite us to um, well first would like to check if somebody has something else you want to share um, a thought um, Insight. If not, I will move us on to our closing wait am i too early jocelyn am no, i closing it's early <laughs> when it's over it's over <laughs> i do one thing i just want to bring a little meta thing in because you've been so courageous to step in and as a practice facilitator here i wonder if it would help you to receive any reflections on what was the quality that you brought in that was supportive or what something you did that was helpful just also for us all to learn about like the art of facilitation <laughs> okay it's <laughs> an offer no really you don't have to take it I, I know it can be overwhelming no no I can I, I would love to yes yeah. just like cool. <laughs> yeah yeah thank you mm -hmm. I think I shared it already in the chat behind the scenes with you but I really appreciated when you were in the emergent space how you were sort of reflecting what you'd heard and used your curiosity to help us go deeper by bringing in also your own perspective it felt like 
you're bringing you, but you're also listening to the group and like standing in these two realms at the same time. Mm. Um, I really appreciated the, the exercise at the beginning, just because I feel like it took more time to be in in our bodies, in my body, and I got the chance to experience some things that were surprising in moments so that I think that made it the whole thing different and changed the, the energy for the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think sometimes the, those um, grounding things at the beginning feel somewhat like, uh, oh, we have to do that grounding thing, but we kind of like, gets rushed through and it's like oh this is what people do at the beginning of the meeting and we're just going to do it but this time it was it felt a little different like oh okay like that's why we do these things you know it's not just performative <laughs> or something yeah yeah thank you i appreciate mm -hmm. that a lot mm -hmm. i appreciate how you were like open about your nervousness doing it for the first time but thank you for sharing that i think that like anyone would be and you did a great job and i think it probably made it easier for you and us all more appreciative knowing that it was your first time so thank you mm -hmm. thank you i must say that uh i learned that from jocelyn like show up with your vulnerability in make it explicit so that yeah uh, you can let go of it in a way yeah and um yeah it, it creates more empathy to to my surprise instead of the opposite so it's, it's a great practice mm. Mm. i felt like the um like the feeling tone or like the vibe that you brought with your facilitation felt really soft and open to me and it really made a difference to me stepping into the googling exercise which is something that I would usually have felt kind of like protected about um so that was like a concrete impact that that had for me thank you Sarah I wouldn't yeah expect that but you know, like sometimes being soft and it's it's not it's under valuable, like it's the opposite and it's like, oh wow, that it's actually beneficial for us. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Mm. It's not something I need to get rid of or harden. Mm. Thanks. Mm. yeah don't feel pressured Alex or Miriam that you have to say something it's <laughs> creating space if you do but we can also move to a close um, okay um, I'm thankful for, um, for for facilitation because for the first time uh, I think my main goal was to uh, stretch uh, the uh, comfort zone because we, we've had we've had a chat and I uh, speak about the ways of facilitation and how uh, it makes uh, harder to uh, keep track of timing while you're um, talking to people who are late and not uh, not in that context. Uh, 
so I, I think my my goal was just to uh, to stretch more that comfort zone of uh, facilitation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm happy to see here like people uh, that I've seen before, um, and uh, I was so happy to, to be here with with you, even um, not for the full uh, period of time, but for uh, some some time. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Alex. Thank you all. Um, yeah, I I really appreciate, as I say at the beginning, that um, microsolidarity can be this safe place for us to practice the things that we're wanting to grow into. So as this is being recorded, I encourage you to come and co-facilitate this meeting with us <laughs> next time. <laughs> if you're watching this in YouTube. Yeah, um, so um, I think um, uh, I have something written in the chat that it's more like a, a checkout. Um, let me press, wait, because my window is there. Um, just uh, we can do it on the chat or out loud, um, sharing some, um, actions or intentions that we like you like to commit after this call or a new perspective or something that you gain from the session uh, as a way to closing I have my video off now because I'm squeezing in a lunch break, but um, my action is pretty simple. I'd like to come to another monthly call. This was great. Mm -hmm. I think I want to um, keep this awareness of like invisible roles in my mind. That, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in a community um, for quite a few weeks in the beginning of next year and just be like, hmm, what are the invisible roles held here? <laughs> and uh, just be tracking that, seeing if everyone feels supported and doing what they want to do. Um, I think I'm gonna one interesting takeaway I had from this call is that I feel like I'm a complete novice when it comes to like community organization and management and facilitation stuff. And but it seems like some of the things I've learned in the past couple of years were a little bit useful to people. And so I'm just gonna try to like share them a little bit more. Yeah.
I've just dropped the questions that I'm taking uh, with the from that call to future uh, experiences. Mm. Yeah, how can I onboard people who are late? What are roles? What is the framework for conflict resolution? I feel like I have many insights, like from the things that you share, and um, it's being hard to choose. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but um, I think what's more present for me right now, and this role, and and after hearing all your feedback, is um, how like the reassurance that what creates um an experience of connection is to, to like being the, the more present you can be or we can be or i can be <laughs> i guess um yeah uh, the easier it is to be authentic and and open and curious and and the vibe it's it's more important than the skill mm. so mm, i i know it seems like pretty we we all know that but practicing it and actually happening like i mean experiencing it it's quite different and so it's a good reminder of that's all that needs to happen um one thing that comes up for me is something that i got before but i keep forgetting is that um that i can make space by taking up space that I can make space for other people by actually taking up space because my my tendency is to not take up space but I think um it goes together and being curious and taking up space by being curious and asking people questions developing relationship over time and then that will slowly trickle into the community hopefully Thank you so much for sharing. Mm. I don't know if anybody needs to leave right now. It's uh, three minutes past our time. I'm happy to stay or if somebody wants to share something else. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Maybe I'll just share one thing before everyone goes like the next on January. Uh, the January call is going to be held by, um, um, oh my goodness, my brain is gone. <laughs> Not feeling too well. Um, anyway, we're going to have Marta. Marta, Marta no? Marta's going to host a session on, on circling and we'll go a bit more deeper into authentic relating. Um, super looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, Jocelyn. Yeah. <laughs> that was my weird wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Perfect. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye.